0: of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Jade Mesko. I'm Derek Neighbors, and I'm Roy Vanawater. Uh So, Roy, will you uh, will you tell me what we're talking about today? Sure. Today we will be talking about asking for help. Ooh. Uh, will you help me figure out the next question? No. <laughs> oh wow. <clears throat> Derek, will you help me with the next question? Yes. What's the next question?
1: Uh, the next question is: When should you ask for help?
0: When should you ask for help? All the time. All the time. So you just don't know anything. Well, what's uh when shouldn't you ask for help? Hmm. So that that leads to a good question: Why don't people ask for help? If if you should do it all the time. Sure. Why why don't people do it?
2: Um. I think a lot of people are probably afraid to be perceived as not knowing something. Hmm. As, as okay as that is. I mean, obviously everybody, there's nobody in the world that knows everything. So,
0: so do smart people ask for help?
2: Uh, Sometimes. <laughs> wise people ask for help. Oh. I don't know about smart people. I, I think there's
1: some cultural baggage around that, right? Like in some cultures, it's perceived as if
2: you ask questions, it means you're dumb. Yeah, I mean... So it's a sign of weakness. Right, yeah. I've been in for... I've been in... Um, I've talked to people where they feel... Uh, they ask questions during a job interview and they feel like the candidate Googles an answer, for example. Then that that is looked down upon and then that is a point against the candidate hmm. and they'll probably
0: not get hired. So what do you think it is? Uh, what, Googling? If somebody did that in front of you while you were trying to interview them.
2: Oh, I'd, I would actually be... If they don't know the answer and they've asked me and I don't know the answer... And they don't Google it. I would be kind of like, "What? Do you not have you not heard of this? Like have you been living <laughs> under a rock?" Because if I'm hiring people, I don't care if they know the answer themselves. I just want them to produce the the product. Like if they rip it all off of Google, like as long as it's legal, like I don't care how they get around it.
1: Hmm. I mean, I think there's some stubbornness involved. Also, um, uh, I, there's some some people who feel like if I give you something, you have to give me something in return. Therefore, if I ask you for help, then somehow I'm enslaved to you and you could pull that card out at any time. Mm,
0: so I'm in help debt.
2: <laughs> right. Like, so maybe I don't want to get into debt. right? Interesting. Or maybe kind of the opposite where like, because there's also a lot of cultural baggage around being asked for help, especially when you look at like how people ask for help normally, right? They say like, Derek, please close the door. So it's not really asking, so you don't really get to say no. So by me asking for help, I'm really kind of socially obligating you to help me. So if I said, for example, um,
1: I need one of you to volunteer to uh, post for abuse <laughs> this podcast, that would not be asking for help?
0: No, you're kind of commanding help. Right. right. I have heard that called being voluntold yeah, well, told, yeah. Well, yeah and, and and what's at least my immediate reaction to that is screw you, buddy. Like I'm not right. going to help you <laughs> tell me what to do. I know, I know that I don't like to ask for help. I
2: yeah. have
0: a hard time with it. I, I like to know things and I like to, to learn things and figure them out. Uh, I'll definitely Google things. I don't, I don't have a problem with that, yeah. but you know, maybe the more subtle or insidious things that, uh, I'm surrounded by smart people who probably have the answer, but instead I'm going to be dumb and learn it the hard way.
2: Yeah. I wonder, I wonder too, if there is a bit of trust that's missing. Like if I ask somebody for help and they provide it now, all of a sudden I have to take their help almost cause like I asked for it. Right. Like, I'm not saying you actually have to, but socially, it'd be really awkward if I asked Derek for help and he gave me help. And I said, no, no that's not the help I'm looking for. Like, I don't want your help anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think that we think it's a really high cost thing, too. Like, in reality, the amount of time it takes me to ask for help um, is the entirety of the investment. And mm-hmm. if I get the help, I gained a whole lot for the amount of time that I asked for it. But if I get a no or I get help that doesn't really apply, I'm no worse off than I was before I asked for help, except for the small amount of time I spent asking for help. And I think that, like, we forget that. We forget that it's it's a really low-cost thing to do um, because it takes a lot of courage to do it. So it feels expensive even though it's really cheap. And I, I think for me, a lot of times, I'll be okay at asking for help if it's, like, present and in my face. So if I'm you know sitting here struggling with a technical problem and the two of you are sitting in the room, uh, I'm probably pretty highly likely the minute that I get blocked to ask one of you two because mm-hmm. I know you're both really bright and know technology. But if the two of are, you aren't in the room but you're on the end of a chat channel across the way and I don't have that chat channel open and I run into the exact same problem, I might fight with it for thirty minutes before I go, Oh man, I oh wait, I could get a hold of them and I am, right? right like right. so sometimes I think presence makes it difficult too if the people that we think are available to be um, helpful aren't immediately present. We don't think about like the barrier of typing an email and waiting 10 minutes for a response is probably still better than beating my head into the wall for 30 minutes. Um, Or we think that people um, maybe don't know the answer. Like Gangplank is a really interesting place to where, which is a collaborative workspace that we're in a lot where we record this podcast um, it's not uncommon if there's 50, 60 people in the room that you might pop up and say, hey, will somebody you know, help me by telling me where their pair of scissors are? Right? That's like a really low cost, and the reality is somebody probably knows where those scissors are. But if I sit there and look at all 50 people and I say, I have no idea which one of these 50 people would know where the scissors are, I might not ask any of them. Right? So I think it's getting over the barrier of even when you don't know who can help you, sometimes just saying, I need help. Is helpful. I mean, the person drowning that says, I'm drowning generally gets a life raft. The person that doesn't say that doesn't get the life raft.
2: It's, it's interesting because people in general like to help. Like people like to receive the attention and to take advantage of knowing something that other people don't. And I think that there's even probably a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say it's malicious, but like a little bit of like one up and like, Hey, I'm helping you because I'm able to do something that you can't. So that gives me a little bit of self-confidence boost or whatever. So, given the fact that every in fact i've even seen people help when it's not even asked for and when it's not wanted, like just to just to have that either one uh, one upmans or the just just to help out yeah so so I was going to say one of the things I find very
1: interesting is that people do not like to ask for help, but damn do they like to yeah. give it out even when it's not solicited <laughs> right so we 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 really like to rescue people, but we don't like so much to ask people to help us, which is really odd to me. you think that that would be like... The uh, other way around. An evil, an even metering out,
2: right? Like, right, because helping people out has a way higher cost associated with it.
1: I mean, and that it actually takes time. And right? something in our wiring makes us want to help people. So if we know that we like to help people, e- even when they don't ask for it, wouldn't we think that when we want help that like... People would help? People would really want to help, but we, it's like we're wired the opposite way, right?
0: So, so if asking for help is cheap... And waiting too long to ask for help is very expensive. Uh, how do you create a culture of asking for help? I, I think
1: the same way you create a culture for anything you want is you just have to model the hell out of it. Like, mm. I mean, I, I, I think uh, you, you, you have to insist on it, right? Like, I mean, that you just have to, like, constantly be in a mode um, for modeling that behavior, potentially even asking for help when you don't necessarily need it. Um, I think you also have to model that it's okay to say no so that you don't create a culture where um, people feel obligated to help when they've got other priorities or other things, and that people don't get offended when they're told no, that it's that, that they get a health, healthy dosage of what it's like to ask for help and get it, but also ask for help and maybe not get it or have it delayed, um, and that that's okay too. That it doesn't mean that you know if I ask you for help and you say no, that it doesn't mean you'll never help me again. Right, or you hate me. Whether right. <laughs> you hate me or that it's something personal, but that, you know, it just might be you're really busy trying to do something else. Or have and, no knowledge to help. Or, or you don't or. have the ability to help. Right. And so I think it's just kind of um, modeling that a lot. I, I think it, why it, you have to model it a lot, I think it happens pretty quickly when you get results. I mean, I think when you ask for help and you get help, it feels like you're cheating. Yeah. And it's almost like, damn, damn, I've got the Staples easy button over here. I'm just smacking this sucker over and over again and it's getting easier and easier the more I do it um I think that it becomes a pretty pavlov response of like I really like this
0: thing so I'm gonna do it a little more often so you're saying if, if you are feeling like nobody around you is asking for help that's probably a good indication that you need to ask for help a yeah lot I
1: would
2: say I would say if, if nobody's asking you for help that probably means that you don't ask anybody for help hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the quantity that i think we we have a mutual understanding of is not what most people are thinking of what we're talking about like i'm thinking about like asking for help multiple times an hour like maybe like a dozen two dozen times an hour right like that's that's once every few minutes that's not once a day or twice a day mm-hmm. it's a lot how could you possibly need help that often I do a lot of complicated stuff, <laughs> so, and, I, and I'm a
1: very dumb person. So I need a lot can, can you give me some examples of how Actually, you Actually, you're a
0: very smart person if you're asking for help a lot. Can Not you give me some examples doing. of how you asked for help today?
2: Sure. Um, so there were multiple times where uh, Jade and I were pairing, and I didn't understand something, so I asked them to explain uh, things that were going on. I asked uh, you guys all for help in reminding me of something that uh, I knew I had forgotten, but, and I was hoping you guys would know. Um, likewise, I asked for help in, uh, remembering whether or not we were going to an event tomorrow or next week, Thursday. And I think there were several other times as well. I can't remember all of them, but those are just the ones that
0: I had to leave. And you still asked me for help, uh, over IM, right? Yep. And I think you
2: asked, you asked for help quite a few times too, while you were off doing something completely unrelated.
0: Yeah. I left all my stuff somewhere. I asked you to help me bring it back.
1: So what's the, what, what, what does an organization that asks for help a lot look like? like what is, what, 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 how does it look different than an organization that doesn't ask for help?
0: Noisy. Yeah, noisy. I, noisy? Think, it's, I think it's a place that feels good, uh, feels high energy. Um, I think uh, ease would be a good word, right? Like it's just really easy to be part of an organization that asks for help a lot.
2: Yeah, you probably have a lot of trust and appreciation for the people around you because you're constantly getting help from them. It's like, I know I don't have to worry about this because I know you three got my back because I'm asking for help all the time and you're responding positively. Like, I don't have to sit there and worry that one day I ask for, like, someday in the future I ask for help for the first time and you guys all say no.
1: So do you think maybe one of the reasons why a lot of organizations struggle with asking for help or don't have a culture of it is that maybe people
0: are isolated? Yeah. I I think just like you said, uh, when it's not right in your face there, there is some weird psychological barrier, even if it is pretty low and pretty cheap. Uh, if, if I can ask you for a question right now that we're sitting face to face versus having to send you some sort of text message or, or something like that, that that's going to significantly lower my, uh, desire to ask for help for some reason, right? Even though it's still really easy. Uh, so I think, yeah, if you're not, if you're not together, uh, not even just physically, but uh, if your if your presence is low, even virtually, mm-hmm. uh, it, it creates a, an enormous barrier to asking for help. Because, like, I know I would feel like I'm inconveniencing someone if if I don't know that they're present and here with me. Um, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm interrupting them or causing them some sort of problem.
2: Which is interesting because they can then say no, right? Like yep. if you're if you're interrupting somebody, there's no reason they couldn't say like, "Hey, no." I'm yeah, just- they could certainly say no or no, but. To try again in 10 minutes
0: yeah
1: i mean i see this a lot um if i'm in a cube farm or if i'm in an area with offices uh the barrier for me to get up and go to somebody why that's not really high it's a lot higher than just turning around and asking them mm-hmm. or looking across a desk mm-hmm. but i think the real barrier is it really feels like i'm interrupting them right so like yep. um uh, you know, at our house uh, with kids and dogs and animals, like the bathroom is kind of the sacred place, right? It's the only place nobody bothers you. Well, I think in a lot of companies like cubicles or offices become the sacred pra- place that like I-, I see people walk up the cube walls and knock on the cube wall like it's a door. Like, knock, knock, can I come in? And I mean, think about the, the barrier to that is if I, I want help, like I-, I literally have to like knock. I have no idea what you're doing. I have no idea if I'm really interrupting you. Where if I can physically see you and I can see, like, hey, you just hung up the phone. I know you're done with that phone call. Mm-hmm. It's a logical time to say, hey, you know. And if you're really busy, you'll say, no, but I, I know you're on the phone, right? Where if I get up, I walk over, you're on the phone. Walk like, do I stand there and yeah. wait? Like, what happens, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that's a really great point. That reminds me of uh, when I was much younger and managing my first team. I was much less wise then. And I, I had an office, a private office. And, uh, nobody would ever come and talk to me and they were making terrible decisions. And I was always mad and, uh, you know, very unhappy with, you know, why aren't they, why aren't they asking me for help? I have these answers. I know how to help them and they're just not asking me for help. And, uh, I remember we decided to move. I moved out of that office and moved in with the team. And that really made such a huge difference, uh, of just being physically available to them Mm -hmm. So that's the, all the time we have for the Agile Weekly Podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.
2: Will you help us by having a discussion with us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash agileweekly? Thanks.
1: Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integrantech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up-to-date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at AgileWeekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes.
2: Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.